All right, for our listening audience today, we have quite the treat. We have Gregory Manorino, who started his financial career working for the securities and trading arm of the now defunct, of course our listeners know this, Bear Stearns before the dot-com bubble. He's an active trader of the capital markets, and he has published several books pertaining to finance, global economics, and equity trading. His most recent book, titled The Ultimate Guide to Money in the Markets, which is a free ebook, by the way, uh, is currently available and you can look for that. We'll give Gregory an opportunity to talk about how you can connect with him. He's currently hosting a business day market report on YouTube and you can find out more about what he offers at his website, traderschoice.net. For the first time on The Real Money Show, we are uh, glad to welcome Gregory Menorino to the show. Welcome to the show, Greg. We're happy to have you here and our listeners have been given a bit of a bio on you and when we conclude the interview, we'll give them a chance to connect with you. But I wanted to get right into our questions this week and uh, delve a little deeper into your thoughts on the economy and certainly what your thoughts are on our favorite uh, two metals in this world, which are silver and gold. And I'll ask the first question. In your book, The Game is Rigged, How to Profit from the Coming Global Economic Collapse, you talk about how money is an illusion. For our listeners, can you clarify what you mean by that and and how that relates to your feelings in in the broad sense about the economy? Sure. Um, I think what people need to understand, number one, is when we're talking about money, um, you know, real money, gold, silver, we know that. Um, You know, cash, the system, the debt-based economic model is is, uh, based upon uh, a false premise. In other words, it, uh, it, it exists simply to uh, borrow from the future, uh, to expand the debt cycle into um, literally into oblivion. Uh, we have pieces of paper with numbers printed on them that, that we're told is money. Uh, it's not the truth. It's backed by nothing. These are liabilities that have been dispersed by bankrupt governments. Um, and, and, and that's it, period, the end. And, and it's unfortunate that people don't understand the way it actually works and how the system um, functions. And because of that, I, I really feel that uh, we're going to end up in uh, a crisis of the currency at one particular time. Again, uh, they have no choice, and I'm referring to our central banks and our, our respective governments, um, which are one and the same in many respects, uh, corporate, uh, the corporate world. And it's going to end very badly at one point, again, as it always does. Now, what I want people to understand is this is not about doom. This is not about gloom. This is about a normal cycle of the market. It always happens. It's a repetitive thing. We have boom cycles and bust cycles. We are right now, in my opinion, at the top of, of, of an engineered uh, boom cycle. Uh, which which uh, we can expect to correct to a fair value at one particular time. But we have never seen, in my opinion, again, um, rigging and manipulation of, of the markets uh, like we have now, uh, status post the, the 2008 meltdown. Um, and people need to be ready for what's coming down the pike. Well, if, if that's the case, then... In, in in reading and keeping up with what you've been discussing and talking about as well as in the book, you often do talk about betting against the debt. 
Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by that and why debt might be an important or valuable lesson in understanding where the world economy is at this point? Absolutely. Bet against the debt, become your own central bank, kind of my premises since day one, I don't know even how many years now, long, long time I've been saying that. Um, basically, you need to hold assets that are anti-debt, um, hard assets. Silver is my most favorite. Um, I, I love gold as well. I own silver, I own gold, I own platinum, I own palladium. I, I have cash and other assets as well. Um, now, just understanding that the scheme, uh, there's no other way to put it, uh, that that World Central Banks have done um, is, is, is it's pretty straightforward here. The, the 2008 meltdown was... Um, basically because we had maxed out our credit card at that, at that particular time. So what did they decide to do, the World Central Bank? They decided to buy everything, buy all the debts, buy toxic assets, um, just to, get, to prop everything up. It's, it's a very sad situation, in my opinion, because all the market was trying to do in 2008 was to correct the fair value, correct distortions. The job of the markets, let me just start with that. They have one job, and I'm talking about across the spectrum of asset classes, is to determine fair value. That's it. That's their only job, period, the end. So when you have world central banks here that are artificially suppressing interest rates, buying everything in sight, uh, buying debt with digital dollars, printed dollars, it creates an environment of risk where cash can only go in one place, and that is into uh, equity markets because investors are looking for yield. It's, it's a pretty simple scenario, but, and they know exactly how to do it, and this is what they've been doing. So by doing that, by buying all this debt, by artificially suppressing interest rates, it's reinflated uh, equity bubbles around the world on the back of a debt bubble, which is the most biggest monster that has ever been created in, in world history. And the debt market, for people that don't understand, the bond market is where every single other asset derives value. Now, um, we all understand, and I would imagine that most of your listeners are aware, of that the, the price action with regard to gold and silver is not real. There is no price discovery mechanism behind it whatsoever. Um, there, are, there are hundreds of claims per each ounce of gold or silver that is in the COMEX. I mean, you know, you got like 500 people believe they own the same ounce. Um, there's all kinds of fakery going on in the metals market right now. But I think that presents opportunity down the line. And that means, again, going back, become your own central bank, bet against the debt. World central banks have no choice but to continue to inflate. They cannot stop. We cannot stop borrowing from the future in greater and greater amounts just to support where we are. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a terrible system, the debt-based economic model. That's how it works. That's why we will continue to see debts and deficits around the world continue to skyrocket. Um, and world central banks are going to dilute the cash. They're going to kill their respective currencies to try to keep it's, it's a double-edged sword they can't have it both ways and at one particular time it's going to correct to fair value again like it always does this is just a cycle but this one in my opinion is going to be the worst of them all this next meltdown well it's, it's become a very global world and as you said this is a gigantic science experiment and 
I think we're the we're the guinea pigs in the science experiment. But to the point about debt and and having or being your own central bank, can you give our listeners a better understanding or idea of why you've become so uh, so fond of silver? I mean, obviously you said you own gold and other precious metals, but what is it about silver in particular that you like so much about that story that that, that becomes your favorite metal? Well, I think it's the most undivided asset in the history of the world, based on a lot of things. You want to look at the Dow to gold ratio, silver to gold ratio, whatever ratio you want to look at it, uh, look at, um, silver comes up as the winner um, by exponents, in my opinion, as the most undivided asset. There's nothing that I can think of other than maybe life itself. I mean, right now that's more undervalued than, than, than silver is. So, you know, these are long-term holds. They're not trades. Um, I, I wouldn't touch uh, the, the derivatives with, with a 10-foot pole anymore. I used to trade them once in a blue moon. I don't even get involved in it anymore because it's just so fake. Um, but, but it's the anti-debt. I mean, these are real money. Going back to what we, we started uh, saying here, I don't care what comes out of the mouth of someone like Ben Bernanke when he was asked uh, uh, if gold was real money. And, and he said, no. Um, you know, when you hear that kind of talk out of, some, out of a, someone's mouth like that, you know you should be obviously hoarding this stuff um, for the long haul. And it, again, it, it's a pretty simple scenario. Let me, let me outline this real quick. What we, what we have the potential to see, and this is not just, I think I've said it before, probably um, anybody, maybe, uh, we're, we're going to end up in a, a situation where we're going to get a rapid sell-off in the bond market, and yields will spike, regardless of what world central banks try to do to buy the debt, because that's all they do is to suppress these rates. And, uh, you know, this has been backed up by... People like Alan Greenspan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley uh, are saying the same thing. There's a potential here for bonds to sell off rapidly. Now, what would that do? Well, when bonds sell off rapidly, yields spike. When, when yields spike, it puts pressure on equities, puts pressure on stocks, what I'm trying to say. What happens at that point is cash leaves the bond market. It will leave the stock market. It is simply going to look for somewhere to go. That's it. It's a very simple scenario to understand. It doesn't go to money heaven. It's going to go into suppressed assets at one point. Don't know when that's going to be. I honestly don't even care when it's going to be. I just know down the line this is going to occur. So that goes back to be your own central bank, bet against the debt. Um, The debt is not sustainable. We all know this. We've heard about it for decades. And what are they doing? They keep expanding it, exploding the debt. The European debt crisis was never fixed. Now, we understand there are German banks that are in trouble here. Um, Deutsche Bank just made an endangered species list, uh, so to speak, here. Um, You know, and it's not just one bank here. You want to talk about a bank like Deutsche Bank, a huge bank here, one of the largest on earth by assets. They're all connected, as you would say, so they all have the same problem. And they're all going to face the same issue moving forward once again. So I think um, that people – there's a lot of opportunity here, and there's a lot of ways to make this work for you. I think um, most people that follow my work understand what I do. I trade these rigged markets. I have a very good understanding of how they they operate. So I, I, I trade the market, I pull profit out of it, and I invest that cash in hard assets. That's the way I think people should look at it. Not trading is 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 uh, very specialized, and it's not for everyone. 
um, but that's what I do. But for those that don't trade, again, don't even, I, it's so simple. You just bet against the debt, become your own central bank. Understand that one particular time there's going to be a bursting of the debt bubble. The one thing that we know about every single bubble is they all burst without exception. No matter how much they try to keep these things inflated, no matter how much effort goes into it, at one point they reach a level that cannot be sustained and then they pop. And when they pop, they burst rapidly. Um, so this whole thing, when this gets going, whenever that may be, has the potential to unfold very rapidly. So what people should have been doing, and I've been telling people to do what I think they should do, is acquire hard assets a little at a time. Boom, boom, boom. You don't got to go out and buy hordes of this. You know, a couple extra dollars at the end of the month. Hey, you know what? I'm going to buy myself an ounce of silver. I'll buy myself a quarter ounce of gold. Something like that. And just, and just, just stash it. Just put it away. Put it away like that. Um, the last place I think so people should be is in, is in any fiat currency at this particular time. I mean, the, the world central banks have proven they will do anything to keep the bubble sustained. That means they're going to kill their currencies. Um, so take the opposite side of that trade. And how you do that is by holding a hard asset. Well, this is bringing up an interesting point, Greg, and you make a ton of good points there. When we talk to people and they're asking us about uh, the markets of gold and silver, one of the most common questions we get is about timing. And often you'll find that as soon as somebody starts delving into the areas of gold and silver and wanting to acquire them for whatever reason, whether it be for long-term gain, whether they want to trade, whatever they want to do, the questions around timing uh, really bring us back to a core question, which is quite simply... Do you think that people should be trying to time the gold and silver markets? And obviously you just said, no, this is a long-term hold. They shouldn't be trying to play it by the day or anything like that. And where are gold and silver, maybe silver in particular, you can pick on for a moment, relative to, to a value proposition? Are they in a good position in terms of value right now? Yeah. I mean, if you weigh weighed against the global debt. I mean, like I said earlier, um, I think they're, the, <laughs> they're, they're on sale like you you can't believe. Um, and, and, and they have the potential to, to grow exponentially down the line. When? Don't know. People should not, again, unless, you, nobody, nobody is smart enough to pick a bottom or a top in anything here. Even when I trade, I don't look for bottoms and tops. There, anyone who thinks that they can, that they can do that um, is this not a lot of trouble here? What I try to do as a trader, let's just say, for example, whatever I'm looking to trade, I want to catch the, the moment, some momentum of the movement. If the market is going up, um, I don't say, okay, you know what, I should be buying right here because it looks like a bottom. No, 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 because you're going to get it wrong nine times out of ten. That's the truth. You wait for the move to get going, and that's when you try to take advantage of that momentum. But here... With uh, with gold and silver, it, you know, we we all just need to understand the situation that we are in. That world central banks cannot stop doing what they're doing. They can't stop. Period. Knowing that, knowing that the global debt is going to get worse, and debts and deficits and everything else, and they ha they have no choice, none, but to continue to print, but to continue to add digits to a screen. Just take the opposite side of that trade down the line and you know add incrementally once a month whenever you have some extra cash just 
just buy it and forget it. Don't don't think about oh you know what it went down three dollars. It went down twenty five dollars. Who who cares? Longer term, it doesn't matter at all whatsoever. You cannot time the market. It's impossible. No one can. Uh, and that's coming from a guy that trades these markets every single day. I promise you that anyone that can, that's telling you that they can nail tops and bottoms accurately over the long run is a liar. Can't happen. Um, it's just it's impossible. Well, listen, we got a lot coming up in the next uh, couple of quarters. We believe that both silver and gold are value propositions, and and that you know you you can't get much better than this. We don't see the price of silver going much much lower, and um, it's just too close to the cost of production when all things are said and done. When it comes to you and your daily routine, what we take here at our office is that Greg, we have the opportunity to see you on a on a daily basis, but we take for granted that we are inside. We know what we're looking for, and we watch your YouTube channel. Share with our listeners before we conclude this interview a little bit about yourself and where they can find you and how how accessible you really are. Well, everything that people want to know about me or is on my website, traderschoice.net. Lots of free stuff there, um, free charting systems there for anyone that wants to get involved in trading. Um, no sign-ups and no, no anything. I offer a, a free e-brief on uh, how to uh, play the markets. Just go to my publications page. I have a couple of other things there. Um, that people might be interested in well as well. But most of my stuff I do here, uh, I do for free. I want people to take advantage of what's going on around them. It's not that hard. We, can't, we should not lay down and do nothing and let these institutions take advantage of us, period. That's what they always do. Uh, and, and the little guy gets, gets destroyed here. This is a wealth transfer that's going to occur just like it does at the, top, uh, at the popping of every other bubble. And then you can either sit there and do nothing or you can try to take advantage of it. And um, I think the, the choice is obvious. Well, for our listeners, Greg, uh, we want to let them know that too. If they want a visual, you do uh, an almost daily update on uh, on YouTube and you have uh, a ton of subscribers there. It's a great place to go and get connected with you there to see what you're saying on a day-to-day basis. And uh, we hope certainly that you'll get the opportunity to speak to our Canadian listeners a lot more frequently in the near future, Greg. I want to tell you it's been a pleasure having you here on The Real Money Show and uh, we look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. Well, folks, that was a treat to be able to have somebody who is as succinct as Gregory is and talks about the topics that we uh, find near and dear to our hearts here on The Real Money Show. It is an eye-opener for certain, and I certainly think that I'm going to go back and listen to that a number of times, Jeremy, because it was jam-packed full of opinion and full of ideas. But one thing before we go to break that stood out for me as being very important is that a we have to open up our eyes to what the reality is that we're facing that a lot of what we assume to be the truth about global economics and about the markets in general that impact our daily uh, dollars the money that we work hard for might in fact be a bit of an exaggeration on the truth on the reality of the situation Uh, he talks about having hard assets and being your own central bank we couldn't agree more on that idea and I think that extends to how we believe uh, gold and silver should be held as a long term term asset of protection, of insurance, and certainly from time to time as these markets grow, uh, an opportunity to grow your wealth. 
Yeah, for me, one of the things I, I most appreciate about uh, the way he goes about his business is that he knows that that the uh, the dollar's going to implode, the bond market's going to implode, the, the next crisis is going to be very, very big. We know that there's a great opportunity in the physical precious metal market, but that doesn't stop him from seeing the day-to-day opportunities as well. So I think for me, one of the big takeaways for someone who might be new to the precious metal market would be, look, you don't have to necessarily change your strategy dramatically, but you should definitely be considering that insurance policy and becoming your own central bank by adding to your portfolio day-to-day month to month with some physical precious metals because when this does happen it's going to happen rapidly and as he mentioned and we've said in the past it's very difficult to time that market so again for me i feel it's great that he has this ability to continue to trade in the in the day-to-day markets with an eye on the opportunity and the potential crisis ahead of us. All right, Gregory Manorino, again, folks, if you want to listen to this as a podcast, you can get it online. You can listen to the show. It is going to be repeated on Sunday, and you can go to our YouTube channel to find this there. I do believe that Greg's also going to be posting it on his own YouTube channel or the link to it in uh, various social media posts that will be up and coming. We'll be happy to bring this back to you, and I think the takeaways here are going to be be your own central bank, Gold and silver are on sale, and as far as he's concerned, silver represents one of the most undervalued assets on the face of the earth at this particular time. one silver is the number to call. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.